Which formatting software works best for the self-published author? Today's guest is sharing the pros and cons of formatting software, both free and those for purchase. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be so good. Stick around. Your best writing life begins right now. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring tips and strategies from writing and publishing industry experts to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in. During this episode, you'll learn the pros and cons about formatting software that self-published authors can utilize today. My industry expert is Sarah Turnquist. Sarah is a coffee-loving, word-slinging, historical romance author whose superpower is converting caffeine into novels, and she does a great job. She mm-hmm. loves those odd little tidbits of history that are stranger than fiction. That's what inspires her. Well, that and a good love story. Mm-hmm. But of all the love stories she knows, Hers is the favorite. She lives happily with her own Prince Charming and their gaggle of minions. And they sure know how to distract a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah's books range from the Czech lands to the American Wild West and from ancient Egypt to the early 1900s. If you have not read her books, you must get at least one or two copies. Oh my goodness, you will love them. Sarah Turnquist, welcome to Your Best Writing Life. Thank you so much, Linda. It's wonderful to be on with you today. And it is always a joy to have you here, Sarah. We've had you on before. And today, our content, as far as formatting software choices and the pros and cons, I can't wait to get started on this. We have so many self-publishing authors today that They need to have the right equipment and the right knowledge in order to do the best that they can. Let's look at formatting and let's look at the free versions that we have. What do you what do you have to share with us? Well, first of all, for an indie or a self-published author, free is great on your budget, right? I will say that when you're comparing formatting software, free often means that you're just going to need to plan to invest more of your time in learning to finagle or fine tune those things. But the first one I want to talk about is draft to digital. And many authors associate draft to digital with helping publish your books. But even if you're not publishing with draft to digital, you can use their formatting tools. draft to digital can import or bring in another file from another formatting software too, if you're publishing with draft to digital but they do have this nice free tool that you can set up your book there. There's only a small amount of customization of links, cover page, etc. Not as many options as you might want there to be, but it is free and you can do both print paperback files and ebook files. And and this is this your draft to digital. A lot of people may have heard it called D to D, correct? Yes, that is correct. Beautiful. Um, you'll often see it written that way: the D and then the number two and then D. So if you ever see that, that's what they're talking about: draft to digital. The other free formatting software that I 
would recommend if you need to go with a free option is ReadC. The nice thing is that you can also write in ReadC. So that gives you a kind of a two for one. You can generate an ebook file of your book. You can move the pieces of your novel around a bit more than the draft to digital formatter allows. You can also do some coding in HTML if you have that skill. If you don't, I would not recommend that. Um, there are, <laughs> right? <laughs> there are in general a few more options than you would find in draft to digital, but those are the basic free ones that people use in the indie publishing industry. Okay. So we're looking at D2D. We're looking at Readsy, which is R-E-E-D-S-Y. And we'll have links mm -hmm. to those in the show notes. So y'all can go ahead and just click straight over to that, get more information on it as well. And Sarah, we're going to spend a little bit more time on the software that's for purchase. And you start mm -hmm. us off with Microsoft Word. Go ahead and share what we need to know there. Absolutely. Well, if you already have the Microsoft suite on your computer, it is kind of free to go ahead and format with Microsoft Word. If you don't have Word, you can get it for somewhere around $80. It's hard to pin down the exact price until you click buy, right? The challenge with Microsoft Word is that it's not really meant to be a formatting tool, so it can be troublesome. And the few writers that I know that format in Word end up pulling their hair out a lot with this option. <laughs> right? Well, I know that it does, It yeah, it does have some formatting issues that mm -hmm. can kind of mess up with some, like if you're trying to copy and paste directly from Word, it can right. mess a few things up if you're not real familiar with the, I guess, the, crest, the correct way to create a paragraph or the correct way to mm -hmm. indent and the correct way to do all of that. But there's a learning curve, but you can, you can learn it. It's just mm -hmm. not real easy peasy, right? Right. That is a good way to say it. There is a learning curve. And if you've ever worked between Microsoft Word and another software, like you write in Word and you format in something else, it it hangs on to its formatting, Word does. So again, it's something that the more familiar you are with it, the more you'll be able to work with it. But just out the gate, it can be troublesome. Okay. But again, if you have the Microsoft Suite, this is free for you to format in. Okay, And Beautiful. I'd like to go ahead and move into the next one if I could. Sure, sure. The next one is one of my favorites. Um, it is Scrivener, and I am always singing the praises of this software. Um, again, many writers already have Scrivener for writing, not everybody, but it would be free in that sense. If you don't have Scrivener, it's about $49 less if you're a student and you catch a deal or you catch a deal at NaNoWriMo. If you don't have Scrivener, I would actually encourage you to look at a different option. While Scrivener is well worth the price of admission for this software and everything that it can do, plotting, writing, formatting, all of that, it may not be worthwhile just to format in Scrivener. There, there is a lot more customization than there are than there is with the free tools, a lot more options. But again, talking about the learning curve, it's pretty steep. You can make your manuscript look the way you want it to, inputting graphics and those kind of things. You can also do box sets like the ebook box sets with what we call parts or volumes with this formatting software. But again, it's a higher learning curve. 
mm-hmm. um, than the next the next couple of formatters that we'll talk about. One of the things that makes it a little more challenging is that after you have everything the way you want it, you have to run the compile or format to actually see the product. There's no in-app previews available. So you do your stuff, then you compile, then you look at it, then you think, oh, I got to redo that. So you have to go back in and it can be a little more time consuming. When we discuss in-app visualizing of the finalized product, basically what you're saying is with some of these, we can look at them and it's going to show us, okay, this is what it's going to look like in the book. This is this is what you're going to see. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. And if you need to tweak it, you can. But with this, you're going to have to finalize it or semi-finalize it, go take a look mm-hmm. at it, then come back and make some changes too. Now, as you mentioned, there's a learning curve, but there are videos available, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are lots of videos available on YouTube. Um, I would look for Literature and Latte. That's the company that created Scrivener and um, keeps up with the updates in Scrivener. And they have wonderful courses available on YouTube for free. And there are also courses available in things like Udemy, where you can find courses that will help walk you through how to do certain things. And I'll make sure that we have all of those links in the show notes. We don't want you all to have to go searching. So (laughs) we'll have that there for you. Very, very good. Okay, we've looked at Microsoft Word, we've looked at Scrivener, and now we have Atticus. So let's spend a little bit of time here with Atticus and tell me what you see as good, maybe what you've heard from others on this as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm real interested in Atticus. And also, is this, does this work on PC and on Mac or... Is it just a solitary software? Mm-hmm. Well, Atticus is very new on the scene, relatively speaking, and it is it is making a splash. Um, Atticus is for PC or Mac, and it is also one of those softwares that you can write in as well as format in. It is about $147 to get the software, and it has online and offline modes So some writers like that for security and saving things, but some writers don't like that it's all on the cloud. So pick your, pick your poison for lack of a better term. (laughs) Um, But there is an easy to find preview, which we were talking about before of the final result. So when you're writing in Atticus, you're writing kind of on the left side of the screen and on the right side of the screen, you can see a real time preview of what your formatted manuscript would look like. So you can close that when you're writing if you don't really want to deal with that while you're writing, but you you make a change on the left and it shows up in the right and you don't have to do this whole like compile and then go back and then all of those things that that uh is one of the one of, I wouldn't really say a downfall of Scrivener but one of the challenges that's a better word one of the challenges with formatting with Scrivener. Okay. I will I will say that Atticus being newer There have been some bugs here and there, but the team at Atticus are highly responsive to your comments, to your questions, to your concerns, and they are constantly updating Atticus, which is all included in that price, all the updates, to make things a little more user-friendly, a little bit easier to work with. 
So the one thing that is challenging, in my opinion, though, is that if you want to do a box set, that is not currently possible with Atticus at this time, because you have to do what's called parts and volumes with your manuscript. And that's just not something they offer right now. All right. Explain to those that are listening what a box set is. Okay. Now, when you go to your favorite um, vendor to look at box uh, to look at books, you'll notice that you'll have several books in one volume. Now, in the olden days, that would be available in paperback, but more often now, your box set is just an image that's available there on Amazon. But it's really an ebook, and pretty much all indie writers offer their box sets that way, only as an ebook. It's it's a lot more costly to put a box set together in paperback, so you need a software that will help you format each of those novels separate, but included in the set, in the ebook set, if that makes sense. Sure. So that they're purchasing like three books that Mm -hmm. are together. They're not necessarily in paperback as though you would find them in a literal box. Now there are still some box sets that are out there Mm -hmm. and they, for This is what you're going to find really with the traditional publishing or, you know, when you have a publisher, this is what they do all the time. And they can afford to put something into a literal box, have that created and and have Mm -hmm. it available to purchase. But the box set for a self-pub author is you have all three volumes there. Mm-hmm. back to back, they purchase them, they purchase them together. But with Atticus, the formatting is not available for you to have them as three separate books that can be um, in one file, in one, in file, one file, in one file. Mm-hmm. Right. But they yeah. can still do a series. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As long as you're making separate files for your books, that is something that Atticus is absolutely capable of doing. Um, the box sets are generally, you download one file, the reader downloads one file, and then all of those separate books are in that file in a box set. Okay. And the one that can do that is, you you said that we can do that in Scribner? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. This is all, this is all great information. And again, we will have links to tutorials and questions. And we're going to also make sure that you can get a hold of Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) She is a wealth of information. So amazing. So amazing. Anything else about Atticus before we move on to the final for purchase software? I have, I have started to get my feet wet in Atticus. I have Mm -hmm. formatted some of my books in Atticus and So I would say the big pieces are it's new, it's flashy, it's fun. It has a lot of options, but they are still, it is still a product that is growing and uh, they're working on. So, okay. And share with our listeners, those of us that are those that are not as familiar with you as we know they're going to be after this podcast Mm -hmm or after this episode, but share with them your history in the area of self-publishing. Oh, that is a great question. Thank you for opening that up. I actually started my publishing journey with a small traditional publisher 
and decided to take one book and um, indie publish it. And I tell you what, I fell in love. For the next um, probably two years, I did every other book self-published or indie published. And then with the, with the publisher I was working with, but more and more I got pulled into indie publishing. And so I had to learn how to do all the things or to farm it out. I'm not a cover designer. I am not going to edit my own books. I think there's wisdom in getting expertise from other people that are in those fields. So I've been indie publishing for six or seven years now, and I have over 22 books. I did get my rights back from the traditional publisher. So all of them are now indie published. Nice. And they're beautiful books and they're great content. Again, you will absolutely love them. And if you like any of the historical romance, this is, yeah, this is something that you're going to really, really like. And I, I enjoy, you have several, the lady Bornakova. Is that, am I saying that correctly? You are. That is wonderful. Good job. Yay. Okay. I, there's times I go, I don't know. Am I going to say this right? So <laughs> the lady, the lady Bornakova, Hope in Cripple Creek. I think that was the first of your books that I read. The General's mm. Wife, Trail of Fears, and the Convenient Risk series. So yes. those are just a few, but these, mm-hmm. they're amazing. And we'll make sure that we have links to those books as well so that y'all know that, you know, she's speaking from experience. This is an area that Sarah is very familiar with and very successful with as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank so you. going into the final software for formatting, the mm-hmm. software is Vellum. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Well, Vellum, unfortunately, is only available in Mac, but for Mac users, this is kind of the Cadillac of formatting software. It does come with a price tag. It Right now, it is $199 if you just want to format eBooks or $249 if you want the ability to format eBook and print. But again, you just pay that one time and then you can format as many books as you would want. The end product of Vellum is absolutely amazing. It does have the readily available preview, just like Atticus does. Highly, highly customizable. Pretty much anything you want to do as far as graphics in your book, you can do that in Vellum. It does have the parts or volumes for box set available for ebook. Again, it is easy to do a print file and ebook file at the same time. Oh, uh, you have you have all of your list of the parts of your book, and then you just click on it and you tell it, do I want this ebook only, print only, or both? So you only have to create one file, and then you can do print and ebook at the same time. That is really something that I appreciate about this software. I would say that it's probably the most intuitive and easiest to use. It has been around longer than Atticus, so I'm not going to say that Atticus isn't going to get there, but right now I would say that it is the most user-friendly. There is some learning curve, not as steep as Scrivener, <laughs> um, right. and the other, the other downside of Vellum is it's not meant for writing. You can make changes in your manuscript, but it's not really built for you to write. It's just a formatting software. 
they too are continuing to improve this software. I, when I first started getting into these softwares, getting a little bit away from Scrivener for the usability mostly, I had a book that I wanted to put a map in the front of the, of the location where everything was happening. And Vellum was giving me a lot of problems that kept wanting to center the map, but I wanted a description at the bottom, right? And then the map at the top. Right. So I went, I went into Atticus and they made that a lot easier. But the next time I opened up Vellum, guess what was there? <laughs> the option to add map graphics. Ah. So, so they're constantly improving as well. I will say that one of the unique features of Vellum is that you can set up your back matter or those things that come after the content of your book. You're, I mean, think like author notes, bio, um, acknowledgements, those kind of things. You can set it up one time in Vellum and then you can click and drag it into other files. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you're putting a format together. The other thing I really like about Vellum is if you are on several different vendors, so like say you're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Smashwords, Kobo, all of these, you can't put like an Amazon link in the back of a book that you put up on Apple Books, for example, or vice versa. You can't be advertising, if you will, for another vendor at Amazon or any of them. They all have that same rule. So what you're left with, if you want to do vendor specific links, like someone buys this book from Smashwords, that's their, that's their vendor of choice. So you want to send them to the next book in your series in a link back to Smashwords. Well, then you're going to be creating a file for each one of those vendors, you know, you're going to be doing like trail of fears for Amazon, trail of fears for Kobo, trail of fear. And that just gets to be a mm. headache. But Vellum will generate all of those files for you at the same time. So oh. then what you're, what you're in, what you end up with is a folder that has all those files in them. You don't have to generate them one at a time, if that makes sense. So do you take then those specific links for the multiple vendors do you then insert them? Yeah, there's a place in Vellum for you to add those links. And so you'll just insert those links in the same document. They have a little chart there, kind of chart looking thing and the spaces for you to put each vendor link in. And then they are able to generate all those files for you with you only clicking compile one time. Or I think it's so generated. They'll, they'll put all of the... Smashword links in the mm -hmm. Smashword format. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're having to do one for each vendor in another formatting software, it's a lot of, I call plug and chug. Your math teacher probably taught you that, but it's a lot of like, <laughs> put it in, then generate it, put another one in, then generate that. And that it's just a time saver. It really is a time. And I would say headache saver mm. <laughs> to, um, to have Vellum be able to do that. Okay. Now you, you had mentioned before that you can't write in Vellum. So that means that you import your manuscript into Vellum. Mm -hmm. In general, it takes a lot of different types of documents. So for example, you can import a Word document. That's probably the most recommended, but Scrivener will actually prepare a file for Vellum directly. That is something that is new in Scrivener. So if you like to write in Scrivener, when you go to create a document with that, like if you like 
you know, you create a document for Microsoft Word when you want to send it to your editor, you just click Vellum instead of Microsoft Word and it will go ahead and create that file for Vellum and then send it to Vellum. It's really mm. nice. That's very nice, especially if you're used to already utilizing Scrivener mm -hmm. for your writing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to write it somewhere, folks. So, you know, that's going to be the thing. But you can also write it in Word, as you say. Mm -hmm. And let me ask a question. How important is it for us to make sure that we have the most current, like, Word? Anything that we're writing in? Well... There, there's two sides to this coin. Though on the on the one side, the older versions they will stop being supported. So mm. if you have a problem, they're <laughs> they're going to say it in a nice way, but it's going to be kind of like, well, you're you're on your own. You need to upgrade or you need to update. And like I said before, Word likes to hang on to formatting, whether you've intentionally done the formatting or not. And so when you're doing that compatibility mode, some things come out wonky. And that's just, that's just one of the things with Word, unless you're super duper familiar with how to, how to work with that. I would absolutely say for other softwares like Scrivener, the updates are, are free. They're part of it. Well, they did do a major update that had a small price attached to it. But in general, the updates are free. Same with Atticus, same with Vellum. And um, so there's really no reason to not update your software and it makes me nervous to think of an old software that I'm writing, I'm putting my words in and something could happen to it and it not be supported. Right. And how mm. often should we be looking at update options? That is a really, <laughs> that is a really good question that I may not have the best answer to because I, because I work in, in Scrivener and they just tell me when it's time. And Vellum and Atticus will tell me when it's time, when there's updates available. Okay. So um, I, I don't have the best relationship with Microsoft Word. I use it when I need to because that's how the publishing industry talks to each other. So like my editor edits in Word. So I do have to create a Word document and then get that Word document back into another software after the editing job is complete. But that's really what I use Word for. Again, I don't have the best relationship with Word. I've had it eat some of my words, and I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> we don't want it to do that, folks. You don't need your words eaten. No. Only delete what it is that you want to delete yourself. Don't, right. don't give that ability to someone else. All right. Well, you have shared really great with us. So we've learned about Vellum. We've learned about Atticus. We've learned a little bit more about Scrivener. Of course, Microsoft Word. These are the four purchase softwares that we can utilize or software that we can utilize for formatting. The free, you can use Readsy and D2D or draft to digital what else would you like to share with us? Is there some other final thoughts that you'd like for us to gather today from looking at basically the pros and cons in general? Well, the free softwares, again, have their place with budgetary needs and things like that. They are usable and they will work. But the more you go, I'm going to call it up the ladder, if you will, like in the sequence that we went through, the less headache and time you'll be spending on formatting. Okay. And then now you say that you used Scrivener for most of your mm -hmm. books, right? 
Yes, but I became interested in making it a little bit easier on myself. I was actually part of a beta group for Atticus way back when, but I had never really used it until I decided I made that decision. My time is is a little bit more valuable because I want to write and I've got to market and I got to wear all these hats, right? Right. So if I can make the wheel turn easier, I'm going to do it. Work work smarter, not harder, right? So I played around with a couple of books in Atticus and in Vellum. And so some of my books are, are formatted completely in Atticus. But now I've really gone back to Vellum. It's just so easy to use and makes beautiful books. Just mm-hmm. absolutely stunning, all the options that you have there. So I will probably continue formatting in Vellum and maybe Atticus, depending on what they do with that software. But I'm having fun with it. Perfect. Perfect. And y'all just be sure we'll have a link to the other episode with Sarah, where we actually talk about formatting in general, like, you know, who should be doing the formatting, why you're having the formatting, or what to include in your formatting, the importance of all of that. And so that that way you can, if you're listening to this one first, you can listen to the other one and really gain a lot more knowledge in the area of formatting. Then coming to this episode on the software options will make a lot more sense to you. Mm. So this is this has been great. A lot of information that we have here, and I know that you have a PDF our listeners can download that covers in general what it is that we've discussed here today. So that is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you very much. But mm. as, as we wrap up, I know that you play a good part in the Kentucky Christian Writers Conference, and that's going to be coming up here in 2023. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it and what's going on? Absolutely. The Kentucky Christian Writers Conference is located in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. The conference will be October the 12th through the 14th, and you you are able to purchase just one day if you would like. So Friday only or Saturday only or the whole conference. There's also a pre-conference class being offered by Greg Bridgman and JP Robinson, which just looks fantastic. But that will be a, you know, a small fee with a separate ticket. Some of the fun things that they're doing this year, there will be a teen opportunity to come with a paid adult. The teen ticket will just be to cover the cost of meals because we want to invest in that next generation of Christian writers, right? Amen. Um, There's also, yeah, there's also a reduced price spouse ticket because we recognize, acknowledge, and honor that your spouse plays a role in your craft. They're your inspiration, they're your support system, and it is just godly and good for them to be a part of your of your journey, your writing journey, as well as your journey in life, right? Mm. So the spouse ticket will give them access to meals, entertainment, networking with you, and the prayer room. And it is, again, a reduced price for that spouse ticket. Uh, Diane Mills will be the keynote this year. We are super, super excited about that. I'm, I'm sure many of the listeners have, even on your podcast, sat under Diane's teaching and just Amen. been blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diane is, is fabulous. Anytime you can sit under her teaching, she is such a giving mentor. 
She's mm. so knowledgeable. She's so successful. And she gives all the credit to her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. And, you know, her support, her support guy is Dean, and he is amazing as well. And to be able to have an opportunity to sit under Diane and to learn from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth every penny, worth every penny. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. And we have the link to the Christian Writers Conference, to the uh, Kentucky Christian Writers Conference in Mm -hmm. the show notes. And yeah, this has been so good having you here. Thank you for feeding into the writing lives of our listeners, Sarah. It has been a blessing to have you on. Oh, thank you. And it is a blessing to me too to share with um, new writers or, or writers that have been writing for a while that may just not be as familiar with different things, because I feel like God has really blessed my journey with mm. mentors along the way. And I really just want to pour back into the writing community, the Christian writing community, but the writing community in general. Amen. And you do a wonderful job. You really do. And anytime y'all can have an opportunity to meet Sarah in person, please take advantage of it. (laughs) Amazing, amazing gal. Mm. And love every moment that I've been able to spend with her. So, so glad, Sarah. Thank you so much Mm. for being here with us. And, And thank you, our friends, for joining us. Please take a moment, if you would, to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating post an episode review and hit subscribe so you do not miss any of the episodes. I greatly appreciate what you have to say about this podcast and our guests. And so writing those reviews, oh, it makes such a difference. And I especially am excited about what you choose to write for the kingdom. I truly am. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.